New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Today I'm hosting Anat Banyal. She's the author of Kids Beyond Limits, and she works with special needs children as well as adults. Anat, thank you so much for being with us on the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you for having me, Justine. I'm very excited. Tell me, your work with special needs children, you do some breakthrough work. It's not just that you get them to move or do new things. You are connecting with their own process of their own brain learning. How is it different from just working with their bodies and moving? Well, I think the real uh, paradigm shift in practical shift in how uh, I and the people I've trained work with children with special needs is that we don't try to fix those kids. So it's pretty much everybody can see what's not working. That's the easy part. And it's very natural to try and get the kid to do what they can't because with healthy children, it's also not the most efficient way to get them to learn. But if they have healthy brains and the children progress by imitation and by being drilled to some extent. But when a child has special needs, whatever their condition is, be it autism or cerebral palsy or stroke or genetic disorder, they don't have the underlying connections in the brain and the brain doesn't have the ability to create those connections that will give them what they need to perform that skill, be it sitting, standing, talking, socializing, understanding math, any skill whatsoever. So what I say about those kids is if he could, he would, if she could, she would. So what we do with my work is rather than try to make them do what they can't, what we do is we communicate with the brain and we facilitate for the brain. We help the brain do its job of generating information and differentiating and creating new patterns for the child. We actually have these nine essentials to help the brain do its job better. And when you say nine essentials, you mention each one in the book in detail, and there are things that we can do to be better caretakers and better facilitators to help that brain-body connection. Absolutely. Each essential is an action for the parent or the therapist or the teacher or whoever to do. So the first one, for example, is movement with attention. So the child moves and you move the child, depends on the age and the condition, but you change diapers, you put on shirts, you feed the child, you you exercise them because the therapist gave you exercises to do at home, or the child moves themselves. What this essential is, is that you look to find ways to get the child to pay attention to themselves as they move. Not to you, not to the task so much, as to themselves as they move. Because research shows that movement without attention to the self, to what we feel, 
creates pretty much zero change in the brain and movement with attention creates extremely exponential change in the brain at the rate of 1.8 million connections on the average per second, 100 million a minute, which is what the brain really needs in order to learn and develop new skills. Annette, you were working with, I think, a, a child who had cerebral palsy or something like that, and you would try and move them, their muscles would contract and, and fold up. And you describe in the book how you realize that they were trying to help. They were trying to participate, but they didn't know how. And you used a technique called the land of lazy. Oh, lazy land. Lazy land. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What happened, the girl, um, uh, in the book I probably say it's a boy, but <laughs> because I tried to change identity, but the, the child was about three years old and was acted and moved like a five-month-old, but limited. That means very, very spastic. And every time the child tried to move, the whole flexors, the whole mechanism, just she, you know, folded up and became all tight. And she's had uh, about two years of intense, you know, physical therapy and occupational therapy. So what happened is when they tr started working with her, trying to get her, because she was that age, to roll over, to crawl, to sit, all those actions, there was no way she could do it. Her brain has not differentiated and not formed the patterns. The only thing the brain knew to do when she tried to move was to contract all her mass, her flexors all at once and fold her. What happened, she associated the intent to move with contraction because the brain uh, maps its experience. It creates patterns based on what it experienced, not on what it's supposed to do. When I got her, I realized that every time I even did the gentleness, because I work with, you know, essentials of slow and gentle and variations, I would do just a little thing. She felt herself starting to move. She contracted, which is anyway the inclination when kids have cerebral palsy. And after a session or two, I realized I'm wasting their time. They flew in from out of state and, you know, it's a big effort. And I thought, I have to get this girl to stop doing this. So I spent the whole week, the whole week, just getting her to not try to move. And I, she's a child, she's three years old, so how do you tell her not to do it? She's automatic. So I said, start telling her, we live in lazy land. And I kind of dropped my head gently on her belly. So I'm so lazy, I don't want to move. And I did different things and she laughed and she thought it was hilarious. She was a very bright child, very intelligent. And gradually she started connecting my words and my own physical demonstration through my own body. And she started learning to do nothing. And the last lesson, she rolled over to her belly by herself. That was remarkable. So you have to find out where they are. This is one of your keys, where they are, and work from that point and being innovative in that approach. Yeah, but the child guides you. It's not like I walk in and I make it up. I walk in and I look at the child and I feel the child. My, my source of information is the child. I have a lot of knowledge helping me and that's what you know the book gives the nine essentials but it's all actions slow to slow yourself and the child down lets the brain an opportunity to feel what's going on perceive differences get the information it needs 
Not so easy to do. Most people in my trainings, when I say slow down, they're still like on speed. So I say half the speed, half the speed, half the speed, half the speed, until you really learn to move and do things really slow. It takes enormous amount of control to, to do things slowly and, and skill, a lot of skill. Variations. Don't drill and do the same thing because the kid is learning their limitations. They're learning their habits or, or patterns of failure. The variations. Intentional mistakes. I've worked with a lot of musicians, you know, classical musicians, San Francisco Symphony, Tangle Music Festival. I discovered they've been trained to play the right way since they were kids. So 90% of what they do is fantastic, but 10% gets them so they get pain and they can't play. So I get them to do intentional mistakes. That alone oftentimes makes the pain go away. That's very interesting. You also talk about, you use the phrase, turning on the learning switch. What do you mean by that? Well, the brain, and again, research shows that to be true now. I mean, I, I knew that from my experience, but there's validating research now. The brain is either in a learning mode or not in a learning mode. We are not all the time learning something new and creating something new. We also go on automatic and we perform and we digest. We sort of get familiarized and, and through dreams and through practice and action and movement, we adopt some of the patterns. We create them and adopt them. So we're not always in a learning mode. And there are certain things like, for instance, drilling that are major shutting down this learning switch because it's, you move to automaticity. So when we have a child with special needs and we want to help the child do better, we need to look at the child and see whether they're in a learning mode or not. And if they're not, either back off and don't try to teach them at that moment anything, or find ways to wake them up, to get them interested. And one of the most effective ways to get a person interested in anything is to make it about them. There's nothing more interesting to a human being than themselves. We are built to be this way because we have to survive second to second. So when you see a child and you can see what's interesting for the child, the toy they're looking at or the thing they prefer, just look at their preference, go into that preference there and you start engaging with that preference rather than imposing on the child what you think they should do. And maybe you're right, they should be doing it, but they're not. So go and get interested in them, join them. That's one of the ways to turn the learning switch on. On your website, Anat, you have a lot of uh, videos. I watched many of them. I couldn't help myself. I just went to the next one and the next one because you do see this moment of the turning on the learning switch. And oftentimes the child is very quiet in a certain moment when they're connecting internally. What's your best advice at that moment for the caretaker? Is to absolutely cherish this moment and understand that this is a moment of transformation in the brain itself. For some children, like what you've seen in one of the videos, I think with my work with a child on the autism spectrum that looked at me and at his foot and realized that he had a leg and had, that I was there for the first time, the 21 month old, Jonathan, it's really a moment of transformation for the brain. The brain is an information system. It's not a mechanical system. And once it shifts and starts operating at a higher capacity to organize itself in the body, 
it has learned how to do it, it'll do it better and easier the next time. So when the child gets really, really quiet, you just observe the child, know that important work is happening in that brain, that it'll take probably lots of many more years of research to really nail down how it works, but it's already working. We don't have to have the research first, so support the child, protect it, breathe quietly, observe your child, enjoy them being in their own learning process. They'll come out of it anywhere between five seconds to 15, 20 seconds, nothing to worry about, and then you can engage with them again. Annette, I just thank you so much for all of your work. Uh, it's just miraculous, just miraculous what you're doing with special needs children and also adults. And so I just encourage anyone to check it out. And people can get to your website by going to anatbanielmethod.com. And she spells her name A-N-A-T-B-A-N-I-E-L method. Com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. Thank you so much for being with us on the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you so much for having me and for helping bring the word out. I really, really appreciate it. Well, it's our privilege and honor to have you here. I've been talking with Anat Banyal, and my name is Justine Willis-Toms. We thank you for being part of the New Dimensions Cafe. Please do come and join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.